Hello and welcome to the Mixed Era Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We're a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-host for tonight, my main man, my anchor man, Kev, and we also bringing you our guest. Our guest is uh, 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 just one of the most knowledgeable uh, people in music that I know. Uh, it is DJ Reaper. All right, Kev. Tell them where they can find us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Mixed, M-I-X-E-D, Era Rap. Uh, and our Instagram is Mixed Era Rap Pod. All right. Appreciate that. So for tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about the aftermath, Donda and Certified Lover Boy. So we're going to jump into it first with Donda. Yeah. When my kid, kid, kids have kids Everything we did for the crib Everything we did, how we live All this smoke got a scent All that smoke Kevin sent Everything I spoke what I meant Never disguised my intent Lies outside the event Brought my life out the trench God, God. Alright, and that was Off the Grid from the Donda Project by Kanye West So let's jump into it So uh, let's start with our man Reaper and let's see, Reaper, what was your thoughts on that joint right there, that off the grid? Well, what's up, party people, first of all, in the place to be. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we talked about it a little bit off air. Off the grid is definitely the track that the streets are, are feeling. So when I l- listen to an album, uh, it's no longer just for, you know, personal use. I'm thinking about what, I, what do I like, what's hitting the most, but also what are the people going to like? You know, you have to predict what the club is going to like. So... Off the grid is the one that the streets want to hear right now. So on that note, I'll say it's it's fine. You know, it's it's like another typical trap song that's out. It's fine. But um, that's the one that the, the streets are feeling, at least. OK, OK. I feel you on that, man. I, um, For me, you know, uh, off the grid was definitely one he stepped up on. But again, I just don't know where he's headed with this. You know, I get where he's that there's a a masterful uh, psychosis in him and I get it. But I just I don't know, man. I just was not. This wasn't the hotness for me. I I like some other tracks on. I like other tracks. And but this one was definitely listening. I could listen to it. It just I don't know what, you know, I'm taking it from somebody. Again, that's why we do this thing. You know, for mm-hmm. me, I would have never thought the clubs was bumping this, but that's why we bring in the young people so that we can get a taste of what's going on out there. Cause I know us old heads have no clue. <laughs> so with that, let's jump into it with our anchor man, Kevin, what are your thoughts, man, on that off the grid? You think that's the hotness? I think it's the hotness. Surprisingly, I, I think it was a perfectly placed song. Um, putting it at the beginning of the album where you you already you're hyped just to hear the album and then you kind of come in with this song that is has this um what is considered up tempo in today's environment and it didn't really fail it, it really didn't have no hiccups it it fits it fits into what everybody's listening to today and it it actually sounds better than um today's sound to be honest with you so Putting it, put it out there early, kind of getting you, you know, you already hyped to hear the music, but the, you know, this song kind of fits in with the hype. So, you know, if you have any letdowns later on, it's not that bad because, you, you know what I'm saying? You still, you still up on a high from this song here. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what's up, uh, Kev. I'm telling you, you know, I think both of you guys are on point there based on, you know, where you guys are at and your listening of the project. Uh, let's jump into some hate. Uh, Reaver, what is it that you hate about the Donda project? Number one, it's too long. It's too long, man. No it's doubt. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> it's just, uh, and I mean, we'll talk about this when we get into the Drizzy too, but the Drizzy is too long. It's They're both too long. Like, we, we went into a larger discussion, uh, me and some of my friends. There's no, and again, this might be an unpopular opinion, but there's no double disc rap album in the history of hip-hop that's worth listening to front to back not one 
Like wow. people are gonna say, people are gonna say all eyes on. Look, 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 look. I said unpopular opinion. <laughs> people are gonna say all eyes on me. Okay, fine. There's some fat on all eyes on me. People are gonna say life after death. There's some fat on life after death. Because I mean, think about it like this: life after death is not as front to back as ready to die. It's not. Don't try to say it is because it's not. <laughs> You know, and I should have asked you, you know, about language uh, restrictions on the show before we started. But um, any of the other Pac records, strictly for my, or uh, it's not front to back, yep. just like uh, all eyes on me. You know what I mean? So, um, same thing. There's several other Kanye albums that you could listen to front to back instead of this one. There's several other uh, Drake albums you could listen to front to back instead of this one. It's just too long. It's got too much fat. And every single double disc album that's been out, if you cut the fat, you would have a classic record. You know, just it's just too much. Yeah, definitely. No doubt. Reaper, you right, you right on point with that. It is definitely fat. I mean, just a bunch of fat on there. Uh, uh, the, the, you know, the the part twos. I'm like, come on, cut me some slack. You know? <laughs> Either make the part twos, the, the ones or combine them, bridge the gap, something. I mean, it's like it wasn't like the verses on on the on part one of the song was that crazy. You you could have jammed them together and still had a solid song. You know, I I just don't I don't grasp I don't grasp it. I don't get it. It's crazy and it's definitely not uh, uh, unpopular, at least with my age group. I've had conversations over the last week with a couple old heads and they was like, dude, you know, the dude's talented, but this is too much. You know, we ain't got that much time. You know, time is precious as you get older. And spend <laughs> all that time listening to this joint multiple times. It was it was it was a lot of work, a lot of work involved. So, uh, Kev, what was your thoughts? What you hate about the uh, Donda Project? I, I, I hate to, to bag on our guests, but to say all eyes on me is not a classic start <laughs> to finish is is kind of is hurting man it hurts me man yeah. that hurt hey, hey. bring the fire tonight baby i knew that it hey, hurts step into the I arena listen, man I, I could listen to i could listen to all eyes on me start to finish no skips but i so, okay i, I don't I, I this is this is something i said on the show before classic albums throughout the decades are viewed differently okay yeah yeah the, yes, the 90s was a different era mm-hmm. than the 80s, the early 2000s, and I guess the you know the 2010s, and now we're in a new decade and a new era. So All, I, All Eyes on Me was a long album, but it didn't feel long. So I guess that's why I can listen to it from start to finish. But I'm going to go to Donda. The, the two bad things I could say is Kanye West is his own worst enemy. And I think he knows it, but doesn't want to admit to it. And Universal Records screwed Kanye West. I don't care what anybody has to say. Soon as they released the album, he puts out a tweet saying that he didn't approve this and Universal just did it on their own volition. But and I totally believe that because who wants to still who wants to keep going to these stadium shows and you're playing unedited music over speakers? Who wants to listen to that? Nobody. You get tired of it. Cause you want you want music, and but then at the same time, you get Universal releases an album that you could tell wasn't mastered properly. Because you know, my first listen to Donda, I I was like, oh okay, this is not bad, but I feel like I let let me try something. So I created a playlist. I took the Donda album, I took the second half, and I intertwined it in with the first half, and I played it like that. Donda went from a three and a half. To a four and a half just by mixing the songs around for me so i don't think kanye west would have released what universal records released that's my opinion and but at the same time if he wasn't giving us these unnecessary stadium listening parties he could have probably had the release that he wanted so the bad for me is is kanye west and universal records because there is no way someone at Universal Records could have took that disc that they probably stole from Kanye West at one of these listening parties and be like, okay, here it is. Let's put it out because we don't want to compete with Drake. Because all you did was you gave us a subpar album and everybody the next day was like, okay, Drake is going to win this week. And that's what ended up been happening. 
you know? Yeah, no doubt. I'm gonna jump in on this. And also let me jump in and let uh, Reaper know that do we we hey get down how you get down we don't uh, care for the n-word but hey it is what it is if that's what you need to do to express yourself we are okay with it but uh for me man let me just say you right on point with that i i knew that so i don't think universal stole anything he turned the project in and well, i'm not i'm not gonna say stole but they normally let him tweak <laughs> don't forget with pablo they let him tweak i'm not gonna say they stole Okay. Okay. What, what, I'm willing to bet you that someone at the record label. Here's what I feel happened. I feel like one of them listening sessions, he gave a copy of the album to someone at the label. First of all, let me say this: Why is no, Kanye? No, he West turned in the project, Kev. The project. No, no, no. Let me say this though: Why is Kanye West still signed to a label? Why he's not signed to himself? That's the big problem. There is no way in the world. For Kanye West to go through all these interviews and talk big stuff about this, this, that, another, he still signed to someone else. That he, don't make no sense he, at all. He needs Universal's distribution. No, so he exactly. doesn't. Yes, exactly. No, he, he doesn't. Yes, he. No, he Who doesn't. Is, there's only four distributors in all of America. He has to go to a distributor. He don't need them. Then how does he distribute his product? He could do it himself. How? He could do it himself. You had if, to, he, if he could sell a if he could sell a white t-shirt with nothing on it for 150 dollars and it sells out he can figure out a way to put out his own album i mean but that's the thing though like he the the yeezy sneakers clothing blah 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 empire that took years for him to go to all of that stuff he still complains about it how he had to go to france and rub shoulders with this person and then get booted out by nike and all that stuff if he wanted to do that on the record tip, you know, instead of Universal, instead of, you know, Warner Brothers, instead of Sony Music or whatever, it would probably take him years. He could do it, but he'd been putting his time and effort in other places, clearly. And Master that's P also and that's also and why the record doesn't doesn't sound no, no, good. Okay, but I think you 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 know, no, I'm sorry I gotta jump in. No, I think you uh so Master P and uh Cash Money had distribution deals. They were not No, they had distribution partnerships. Yes. They, because right. you you cannot distribute a project in this country without going through the four majors. You just can't. But so yeah, not, you can make a partnership, but you still have to do it. He's bound to a label when he doesn't have to be. How? He, in order for him to be able to put out good music, same thing that Jay-Z had to do with Rockefeller, he had to stay with the major. If you don't stay with the major, they're not going to put your other artist out. That's because Jay-Z... Jay-Z is kind of lazy, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh. I love Jay-Z. I love Jay-Z. We just going to drop bombs all night. Jay-Z is You too. We are going out. All eyes on me. Jay-Z is lazy. <laughs> Jay-Z is, Jay is a smart, lazy businessman. But most businessmen, most businessmen would rather use other people's money than their own money. That's what Jay-Z does, Jay-Z. He gets you to come in, invest in him, make you a lot of money, sell off whatever he needs to sell off, and he goes home with a profit. He doesn't care. I think you're referring to Sean Puff Daddy Combs. <laughs> him too. Oh, him God. too. Hey, yo. <laughs> they don't they don't do it like that. They don't, they don't like to not listening to the show no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm just saying that Kanye West is just the type of artist that like you just said with Pablo and with this album here, he will get he he will go into the studio and create something, release it, edit it, release it, edit it, release it, edit it, and do all this stuff. And to a label, that's frustrating. No doubt. He knows this. As fans, we're frustrated as fans, but why would you why would you want to commit yourself to a major label? knowing that you're not going to live up to the standards of a major label. That doesn't make no sense at all. You just might as well do it yourself. Yes. If he could, he would. I'm, I promise you that. If he could, he would. He could. Until he I could think do he's doing better in the uh, streaming race, nobody, until Title does better in the streaming race, there just isn't, there's no other avenue to get your project out to the masses, not worldwide. It just is there no other avenue other than the majors. If you're not going through Sony, Universal, 
uh, capital records, if you not capital, I'm sorry, I, I forget the other two majors off the top of my head. But if you're not going through those majors, it just is there's no other way because they, they can get you worldwide faster than anybody, you know, that because they've been doing it the longest. That's just how it works. Our, oh, RCA. And uh, I can't think of the other one. I'm sorry. My mind is just off on, on these majors. I did, Sony? I did Sony, Sony Universal, RCA, and there's one more major, and I can't uh, grasp it right now. But that's, I'm serious. That this, this, there, there's no other way to get out as a major, unfortunately. And then that's where we stand in, in this day and time. But title, as far as the streaming is concerned, because I think this is my conspiracy theory going on, but Spotify is going to make a run at because uh, Apple is already making a run at it. They're making a, the run at being distributors as well. And Apple's going to do it before Spotify. But if Apple does it and Spotify does it, it's going to be a problem for the four majors. But again, we're getting in the weeds. I'm trying to stick to this Donda project. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys on that. So let's move on to something a little bit more positive And let's talk about features. Uh, give me your top three features, Kev. What were your top three features from the Donda project? Mm, that's a good question. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, to be honest with you, I think every, for me, every young rapper that Kanye West was able to, matter of fact, every feature on this album, I think was, was phenomenal. Um, and it was important because the majority of, um, these features were, uh, artists who are, who are known to say a lot of cuss words um to say you know you killed this person you did these drugs you had sex with this many girls you had sex with your best friend's girl i mean you know there's a lot of derogatory a lot of ghetto a lot of bad things i'm surprised that kanye didn't have none of the top female uh uh rappers on this album which which was shocking to me after I was done with it. I was like he had all the he had Dirk and uh Baby and this one and this one do clean verses but he had no females on here which was which was a shock but to get these artists to do clean verses to do positive verses was was a testament to what the potential of where the where the landscape of hip hop can go in the current state because i mean a lot of stuff is you know like i said get, you you're getting high you're getting drunk you having sex you killed somebody you sold drugs you did this you did this negative 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 but he he got them to go out that element which is phenomenal because you know i, I i'm you know i was getting to the point that i didn't think these young guys could even do a clean verse or do something somewhat positive but he was able to get them to do it. So like every feature on this album was something positive. And, and I think that's a testament to, it's a testament to Kanye, but it's also to potential of where these people should go and could go. Wow. I feel you on that. That was deep. I really appreciate that. <laughs> telling you, that was deep. Uh, let's jump into it with Reaver. Reaver, top three features from the Donda Project. I'll give you two. Jay-Z, it's good to see the homeboys back, you know, stepping together. There was some static there for some years. You know, Kanye was on stage yelling, hollering, Jay-Z, you need to call me back. You know, all that stuff. So it's good to see that they're uh, back, back uh, good, at least for now. And uh, Fabio Foreign, I don't know uh, if drill music is popping down there where y'all at, but up in New York, up in Upper East Coast, drill music is going crazy right now. And uh, I got a lot of friends in the UK too. Drill music is going crazy, been going crazy over there. So it's good to see uh, Fabio get put on in the in a on a mainstream album, let's say, so more people can hear that. He was actually on the uh, not the last Nas record, but the one before that, the first King's Disease. He was on there too on yeah. the bonus track. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, hey, Fabio is climbing. I think it's going to take him to hopefully this is what set him uh, set him as far as drill music is concerned. You know, that whole thing. you got to set yourself apart from everybody else because it's, it's just too many artists doing it right now yeah. that if he if this this project may have been the one this one may have been the one to put him out there, you know, because when you look at the other ones and that have set themselves to the side, Lil Durk, uh, Pooh Shiesty, 
Polo G, those cats did something to set themselves outside of whatever everybody else was doing. So I definitely am with you on that one. Now I'm yeah. I'm 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 glad he mentioned him because that is one of the you know I think one of the standout verses on his album was him Fabio. I've seen his name a lot, but I didn't want to really listen to his music because I felt like he was gonna sound like all the other young guys. But it you know listening to him on here made me want to listen to his other stuff. So you know, like you said, man, maybe he can latch on and 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 create a good buzz for himself. Yeah, I hope so. I'm, I'm, I yeah. think he's talented, a young man. Yeah, Fabio's been doing his thing for a little minute, but um, like I said, if you're just not into drill music, it might miss you because I don't know drill this music. I don't know this new age drill. We we've had this conversation before. This new age okay. drill is I don't understand it. Okay. Well, tell me what you don't understand. Let's go there. <laughs> Chicago is drill music to me. Okay. If it's anything, if you say new, like, like I think, um, oh, oh God, somebody, somebody else on the show, I can't remember who it was, was like, well, such and such and such is a New York drill artist. And I was like, wait, when did, when did drill music hit New York? Because Chicago was always drill to me. Right. And and it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very old school. Like, it, you know, when, when um, Chief Keith came out, he said, this is my sound. We call it drill music. I said, okay, then drill music with Chicago. And, you know, the New Orleans had their bouts and Atlanta had their sound and, and you know, Florida had the bass and California had this. I, I'm one of those guys that, you know, each region, if they created a movement or a sound, it was theirs and no one else touched it. You know, if, if you saw somebody else create something, they create success, then create your own thing. You know what I mean? Okay. So, <laughs> so, 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 no, go ahead. yeah, let's, let's, def let's define it. So, yeah. So drill music. So New Orleans bounce, you think West coast G funk, you think about, uh, you know, nineties boom bap in New York, whatever, whatever these sounds, these movements, whatever you want to call them are based on sound. G funk has a sound. New Orleans bounce has a sound, the drums. You know, boom bap has a sound, the also the drums, but drill is not so Chicago drill specifically is not based on a sound. Chicago drill is basically trap. The focus is more on the lyricism, right? Or not the lyricism like they're, you know, spitting, but like what they're talking about. So it's it borderlines uh, like shock rap, like insane clown posse or like some of the stuff Dan Danny Brown says or some of the early Eminem stuff, like it borderlines, not just talking about drug dealing, killing and stuff, but it's more descriptive, if you will. So that's the, the focus of Chicago drill music It's more about what you're talking about and how you're talking about what you're talking about than the sound. So step to New York drill music, New York drill music takes keys from from British grime music, right? So UK grime. So it has the the slides on the 808 and it has the the typical patterns. And most grime music and New York drill music is in the same tempo. It's usually 70 BPM to about 75. You don't usually find, a, or sometimes in the UK, because they rap double time, it'll be 140 to That's 147 what I'm or so. But it's a difference. It's a big difference because like you just said, UK, they have a, uh, they have a faster cadence than the but New I'm, York so, guys. So it came from Chicago drill because the, the the content and the the style of almost like I said shock rap shock lyrics is still the same. But the, but it's a difference though. It's a diff. It's a beat. It's a deep beat wise. It's a difference. If you go back and listen to Chief Keef's the BT rap yeah, I, though, I, I I agree. I agree. I'm not disagreeing. But what I'm saying is right. It it took a part of something from Chicago, so they're acknowledging Chicago the way I look at it. So they're calling it drill. But oh, this is New York drill. I mean, just like, I don't know if you listen to house music, but there's Chicago house and there's Detroit house and there's, and there's Baltimore house. But what I'm saying is they're all house music, but they're different styles of house music based on where you live in the country, right? Yes, it's different styles. Um, but even, okay, I, I, I get it. In a nutshell, I get it. In a nutshell, I get it. But I can also, I, I'm sitting here about to go down in this rabbit hole, but no, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's just, you know, like I just said, it's just I feel like, you know, certain sounds belong to certain areas, but you're saying it's more than the sound. It's it's a little the sound, but it's also the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, the content. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, 
Okay. Okay. I get it. Yeah, again, we as... I mean, I don't agree, but I get it, though. I understand, but I don't agree, but I understand. <laughs> I'll say that. No, I feel you on that. I'm just saying, I, I'm with... I, now I grasp it, is that we as older enthusiasts or older older people who love this thing we call hip-hop, we want to put things the way we think about it. Whereas this new generation is now trying to blur the lines because they just want to be creative. So I'm getting it. I'm getting it a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm this year. Let me just say this. This year of doing this show has has broadened my mental on all of this. And, and every time I have a conversation with somebody who's knowledgeable about what's going on in this thing we call hip hop, I, I try to learn. I try to listen. And uh, w- w- the way uh, Reaper just uh, explained it. Hey, I'm I'm feeling it now because again I was having those issues. I was just like you, Kev. I was like, "Fuck, fuck, <laughs> New York drill. What is that? that I don't <laughs> right. really know about." But I mean, it's it's. I mean, but I, I mean, the, the the way he he explained it is probably one of the best ways I've heard an explanation for it. I I think I I think my disagreement is that label is something else. If 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 you feel like you're creating your own sound then create your own name. There's nothing wrong with paying homage to another either artist or another style or movement or whatever you want to call it. But if, you know, stamp it as your own. Like if you're saying this is New York, this is your sound, stamp your sound with your name. So like if Chicago came out with drill, don't say it. Not, but I, I, but I totally get the house reference and all that stuff. And like I said, it's a deeper story with the house stuff, but on the surface, I, I still get it though. It's just me. It's just me, and I'm just particular like that. So, but I totally understand that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, nobody likes a you know a biter, a shark, you know. Uh, but at the same time, so okay, maybe this too. You could throw this little tidbit in there. So, uh, New York drill was influenced by, like I said, British, British UK drill and UK grime. So technically. The, the timeline is Chicago drill, UK grime, UK drill, and then New York drill. You see what I'm saying? So if you want to put the blame on anybody copying, air quotes, copying the name, it should be the UK or it should be British people rather than New York. Because New York got their style more so from the UK than Chicago straight up. You see what I'm saying? I, 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 okay. I, and, I, and also... <laughs> And, and this also is a conversation too, me and you gonna have to have one day. I'll yeah, say another, say from another way. Yeah, We're and also this too, conversation from, one day because I, I, I feel like deep in this rabbit hole. Because, <laughs> because no, 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 and I'm, I'm, and I'm gonna tell you why. When you, to bring up the UK scene is something uh-huh. that a lot of people won't touch on because a lot of Americans are unfamiliar with the UK scene. Is, is that a fact? No doubt, definitely. And we yeah. but, to touch on some of the uh, uh, the UK artists. And we haven't delved into it enough. And right. I, now that we have, a, you know, an international DJ with us, I think that we will be able to, at some point, have another long conversation about some of the things going on outside mm-hmm. of the U.S. borders. You know, right. I think we, that that's that's a conversation that people want to hear, and we do have quite a few fans from uh, the UK. But I think that my, I think that the conversation I want to have later is when he said, you know, he makes an excellent point that with the UK with the UK rap scene when they went kind of a more of an underground and then went to grime and then grime kind of led to drill. It was a difference it, it, it to the average fan. I don't think a lot of people saw the difference between grime and drill, the UK scene, but it was, it was a big difference. And when UK did their drill, I didn't, I, I, I was, I was just into it. I guess I was just into it so much that the name didn't bother me, but like I said, that's a conversation we can go down another day. But we want to get back into this Donda and CLB. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So Jeff, who's up next? <laughs> I'm up next. So uh, okay. for me, you know, uh, I definitely got to sh- you know give a mad shout out to the baby. I thought his uh, verse was incredible. Uh, Jay Z, you know, got to give love to my contemporary as far as age. And lastly, you know, I know everybody was talking about Jay Electronica. But nah, I'm not with it. <laughs> I'ma jump in with my boy Pop Smoke. Rest in power. I thought Pop Smoke's uh verse was uh legit 
And uh, that's why I've been, you know, riding in his uh, train, you know, since his uh, even before his passing. I, I thought that he was just in a place where he was going to uh, break that glass ceiling and really be a star. So thought his verse was very well. Definitely got to give some shout out to some other people. I, I was not feeling um, Playboy Cardi, but that's just me. I just not been a fan of him. Fabio was definitely the truth. Uh, Kid Cudi, I thought could have done a lot better, you know. Trying to think who else stood out. You know, little baby, we all know how consistent he is. That's just who he is. He's the hottest thing going right now. Everybody's loving little baby. I thought Dirk could have done a teeny bit better, but Dirk definitely stood out. I think Dirk has done some really good since since uh, the little baby Dirk project. I just think Dirk is on a whole new level as far as what his abilities are. I think he and little baby getting in together in the studio just took both of them to another level. So those are my standouts for uh, the features on the Donda project. And uh, let's end this one off on Donda with our overall thoughts about the overall project and its impact in our community, in our in our thing called hip hop. And would we impress upon others to stream or no stream? Let's start it off with Reaper. Reaper, what were your thoughts on the impact of Donda? And would you stream this? Would you tell people to stream this joint all day? No, <laughs> um, it's one of those things, man. We, uh, I used to uh, work with a guy who was, and he's still a top level writer. I mean, we just don't work together anymore, but has written for, you know, Pitchfork and, you know, all of these top level publications or whatever. And he was the biggest Kanye West stand I ever met. Like I haven't talked to him about the album yet, but we used to always talk about every time Kanye said anything, what is this gonna represent in Kanye's lasting impact? You know, 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, after Kanye dies even, like what is gonna be the lasting impact for somebody that listens to Kanye in 2050 that wasn't around for college dropout, that wasn't around for anything or the hype or the tweets or any of that stuff, how will they look at the catalog as a whole? And I think if we're looking at it from that point, where does it fit in the catalog? Where does it fit in the history of Kanye West? It's at the bottom. It's, I think if you, you know, were somebody that listens to it in 2050 and you listen to it in order from beginning to end, after you hit about Jesus era, watch this Roan era, you know, that you would stop liking it. I do really like Pablo for that. I'll say that on record. I do really like the Pablo album, but um, I would say uh, stick to the singles. And uh, whatever is being promoted on, you know, music videos in the streets or whatever, listen to that. But uh, don't go out of your way to listen to this Kanye West record. No, that's what it is. Reaver, really appreciate that. I'm going to jump in with my two cents and just say that I think the impact of this project was that a psychotic genius showed us what rap could be in a very abstract, incoherent way. But he made art. I'm going to have to jump in and join with Reaper and say that it's not streamable. Listen to the videos, check those out, but that's it. All right, let's jump into it with the Anchorman. Kev, Kev, what was the impact and would we impress upon others to stream? The impact was phenomenal for, for someone to create a buzz. Kanye West has pretty much have locked down, you could say, the past month with any type of attention for um, this rap as a whole. And the way the album was released, I mean, it was a surprise release. And we even talked about it that day, you know, how it just came out the blue and all you seeing online was down to this, down to this, down to this, down to this. People don't get this type of reaction or reception. It doesn't matter if you think it's good or you think it's bad. Now, do I, the, that, the Donda album we were given, I believe, my opinion, I would give it a three and a half out of five. If you rearrange the songs like I had to do, I feel like it, it's a four, a possible four and a half out of five. I don't think the album is going to have any further uh, development or any, you know, any more attention outside of the next week or two because I don't think people want to take time to, like I said, like if you rearrange the songs around, it's a lot better album for me. It, for me, and I would suggest anybody else to do it. Take 10 minutes out your day, 
create your own list, rearrange the songs, and you'll listen to a better album. I don't, but at the same time, it is a long album. People's attention spans are not what they used to be. If you're a fan of Kanye, I think you you give him a lot of leeway into his artistry. If you're tired of Kanye, Kanye then you're kind of like, he can't really do too much to impress you. So, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. I don't. I mean, if you leave the album like it is, most people probably not going to like it. But I, I would say switch the stuff around. It's a lot better album. It's a streamable album in the landscape of rap as it is now. This is a three and a half out of five album that shouldn't be talked about as much as it is. But we're two weeks in and it's still dominating the attention. So that has to say something about the music that was presented to us and the person who presented us, who gave us the music. So you got to give a man credit. You got to give a man more credit than whatever it is you feel about him or the product that he gave us because nobody ho- nobody can dominate attention like this nowadays. There is not there is not people who are releasing albums and or even releasing listening parties and it's just like dominating the attention. So I mean, you know, I got to give it up to him. That's impressive. One more thing, it was a uh, a rebuttal to what Kev had to say earlier uh, about the clean verses. Now, some of the features on the record are clean verses, like no curse words written. But just to be clear, especially uh, Playboy Cardi, his verse has been cleaned. Like he was cursing, and they just blanked out the words. So the locks too. Oh yes, for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I was. Uh, I was uh, oh, because you mentioned uh, not including Megan or Cardi or whoever on the on the record. Maybe he was thinking that it would be too much of that. But uh, anyway, just so that's on record. Not all the verses are clean. Some of them are blanked out. No doubt, feel you on that one, Reaper. That's what I'm talking about. And that is our thoughts on the aftermath of Donda. All right, so now moving on to our man Drake with CLB, Certified Lover Boy, and here we go. No friends in the industry, my brothers been my brothers, man. You niggas ain't no kidding me a fact. Well, yeah, you heard about me, y'all don't know me more than that. Yeah, I know I, hey, hey, yeah. No friends in the industry, my brothers been my brothers, man. You niggas ain't no kidding me a fact. Whoa, I was never snapping when I chat before the app. Stood on everything I said and never took it back. Whoa, no friends in the industry. I had to draw the line between my brothers and my enemies a fact. Niggas let us start to beat and wanna keep it wrapped. Yeah, you hit us up and now we owe you something back. All right, and that was No Friends in the Industry by our man Drake from the CLB Project, Certified Lover Boy. And uh, let's jump into it and uh, see what uh, the fellas uh, think about our man Drake. The rumors were true. And I want to start this one off with the rollout. Uh, let's jump into it with Reaper. Reaper, what did you think about the rollout of Certified Lover Boy? I really enjoyed the bits and pieces of it. So it, it came off a little bit different over here. So just for the record, I don't know if I said it, but I live in Shanghai, China. Far East Coast, as they say. <laughs> but um, the uh, the 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 rollout here was a little bit different. You know, we don't get like the billboards and everything he was doing in New York, and you know all of that stuff, obviously. And uh, even I saw the thing he did on Sports Center on ESPN, where he you know hijacked the broadcast or whatever you want to say. Yep. But it was all like secondhand. Like I had to see it online. I didn't see it on live TV or anything like that. So. It felt a little bit different for me, but uh, the idea of uh, hijacking a broadcast, quote unquote, is really cool. You know, the uh, Joker reference from The Dark Knight. Also, if that Kanye West, Pusha T, Drake group chat is real, Kanye West called him a Joker. He's like, oh, I'll show you a Joker. I'll, you know, you know. so that's cool if, if all of those meta layers are actually true. And then I don't know about you guys, but I think the album cover it's the greatest thing I've seen the whole year. It's so funny. <laughs> like, especially it matches the title. And, uh, you know, he was doing all the promo pictures with him, giving roses to people and stuff. And he got the the um, the heart part, you know, in his uh, in his lineup or whatever. Like, I think all of that stuff is just 
is hilarious. But uh, as far as the rollout, but yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah, definitely feel you on that one, Reaper. It was uh, it was an interesting rollout. The part that pulled me down was the actual drop itself. Because mm -hmm. the tease was midnight. So I don't know about other old heads, but I'm a dumb head. So I stayed up. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, uh, 12.05, 12.15, 12.30, no drop. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I I'm, I'm going to pay for this in the morning. Finally, five after one, it drops. And I was like, Whew. Then I, I check in with somebody I know over on the West Coast thinking it was going to drop same. And theirs didn't drop at the same time. So it was a weird, that part, I, I just didn't get that part. I thought that he was clever enough and savvy enough to kind of uh, 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 drop this as a whole. And from also what I'm also was hearing through uh, uh, social media, Twitter and so forth, the drop in the UK was not that good either. So I, I have to take away some points over on the overall project based on the drop of the project. Kev, what are your thoughts on the rollout of Certified Lover Boy? Simple works better than massive promo. You know, we 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 just sat here and watched three weeks of Kanye West putting on, I guess, you know, these stage shows, which got a lot of attention, but you know, you know, people had positive and negative responses to um, what he was doing, but Drake just did something as simple as billboards, these surprise pop up billboards, the uh, the cryptic message on Sports Center. He did an amazing interview on Rap Radar that I don't think a lot of people uh, really listen to. And, you know, he had little stuff here and there. And it was just like, it was the simple stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, we didn't, you know, you don't need a lot to promote an album. It's, you know, I'm gonna drop on this day and I'm at this city or I'm taking pictures. Like Drake has always been good at, you know, just doing little stuff to create a good buzz for um his future albums. And and I just loved it. You know, it was just, you know, you sitting back and you see the billboard in these cities, but you still have no idea who the artist he's talking about until that album drops that day. You know what I mean? So you had that excitement and that intrigue, which it, and it was very, it was just simple. It was just so simple, but at the same time, it was just, it was very exciting. And I think it was needed. I, I actually think the billboards was needed more than these unnecessary listening sessions. All right. That's pretty interesting, Kev. Pretty interesting. Cause I'm not a huge fan of the billboards. Not anymore. They don't hold a lot as far as what the project's going to be. Uh, nowadays they're they're dropping billboards everywhere and then the project is garbage you know not but at the I same time go ahead you know people put up billboard people don't look at billboards no more people don't really look at billboards no more we can say that in this digital age but for him to garner attention for putting up a billboard like people people's going around their city looking for billboards taking pictures showing it on social media and people guessing and figuring it out it's a billboard, a billboard and getting this attention. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's because it's Drake. You know, if, if, if anything, you know, there's a billion stands out there. And as long as <laughs> Drake stands, <laughs> and so as long as he's dropping something, it doesn't matter how he drops it. He could carve it into the side of a wall and people would just go crazy about it, you know. But it still would be amazing, though, because it's something so simple, though. It's just something so simple. He didn't have to do anything elaborate to garner attention though no doubt and 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 and, and I, i'm gonna give you that that he came up with that so we'll, we'll keep it moving <laughs> but, you know you know you know i start falling into my uh conspiracy theories i I just i don't know how much effort he actually puts into his whole thing i, I think he is a talented young man but has a machine behind him that there's hundreds of people who are making every move of his in order for him to stay where he is on the charts. Speaking of the charts, I don't know if either of you all have checked out Billboard this week, but his entire album is in the charts. Who? who uh, Drake? Drake's entire <laughs> album. I'm not talking about on the album charts. I'm talking about on the on the singles charts. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. The one, the Billboard's top 100 singles, every song of Certified Lover Boy is on the charts. 
second time he's done that this year. I was about to lose my mind. I, I, this, the, the way that we, we're going to have that conversation really soon. The way that the streaming thing has happened and the way Billboard counted between uh, TikTok and the streams on all the other social media platforms, it's just, it's disgusting how every, there's no way that this entire album should be on the top 100. It's not that good. Yes, it should. <laughs> all right. All yes, right. All right. Okay. So, uh, um, <laughs> uh, moving on from the rollout, let's go into the actual project itself. You guys want to do producers or you want to do features? Cause it was a lot of both. <laughs> I don't think either matters. <laughs> All right. So we'll just break across the uh, producers. Any okay. highlights as far as the producers on the project? Uh, we know 40 did the majority of it, but there were a lot of uh, standouts. Anybody had any standouts from the assortment of producers from the Certified Lover Boys project? I don't think so. I mean, it's it's just a. I think Drake has a sound, and I don't see Drake doing an album or a lot of music outside of what he does with Forty, and I think that's going to end up hurting his career in the long run. It's just you know, whatever they do in the studio is it's kind of the it's kind of the same. It's it's I don't know. It didn't feel a lot of it didn't feel fresh to me. It didn't feel fresh. It didn't feel new. It felt like uh, OVO, 40, Drake sound, and and that's what it was to me. Okay. I feel you on that. Well, I'm going to jump in with mine because I, I did think that there were some standouts. I thought that Masego's production on Champagne Poetry was just next level. And I, I'm a huge fan of Masego. I, I can't wait till his next project comes out. He's been doing some EPs and stuff recently, but just one of the most talented young men out here on, on in the game right now with not getting that push from the machine. Uh, I also thought that Travis Scott's track that he produced was incredible. And then lastly, uh, Yeba. I know, again, I, I spoke about this during my rant last week, but Yeba, uh, she is just an amazing artist, uh, just a creator everything she does I, I i'm feeling and that's not just because i got a soft spot for uh r&b music she's just really really gifted so th those are the three that really jumped out for me i know metro booming was on the project i know uh, super mario brothers was on the project you know like kev said pretty mundane the normal that's a rap that that's a drake song for me from those particular pr um producers but the three that i thought stood out were those three so uh, let's jump into it with uh, Reaper. What are your thoughts? Any standout production? No, not at all, man. I think, and we'll talk about this when we get into just overall feelings of the album, but I think the album is, A, like you guys just said, it sounds like a Drake record, you know? And it sounds sleepy. It's super sleepy. Like the whole album is the same tempo. You know, there's no variation really besides uh, one or two or three tracks. And honestly, before the... The recording today before the show today i didn't even look at the production list i i glazed over it you know getting ready for the show but um i didn't even look at the production list because you can assume that 40s on every track you know Pretty and, much. <laughs> yeah masego's on there and uh, i've actually heard a couple of people complain about that masego track because uh he used that same sample on one of his tracks yeah and um they say his version is better like why would he you know give drake or produce Drake or however you want to say it, an inferior version of his song. Because um, Drake asked him to. I'm telling, <laughs> you, I'm telling you exactly what happened. Drake heard Masego's project and was like, yo, I want to, I want to, I want to rap on that beat. That's what happened. Yeah. And but, but again, but, studio and gave him that beat. Yeah. But again, it's the Let, same I'm sample. It's you. not even the same beat. You know, he could have. No, no, not definitely not the same beat. It was the, the instrumental part. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, right, right, I'm, with yeah. you. I'm just saying that Drake heard a part of the song from Sago and was like, yo, dude, can you come do that for me? That's how Drake is. But remember, remember when we did the, uh, our album reviews for uh, 2020? Yeah. And I told you Skepta did an album that Drake should steal. <laughs> Drake should have stole Skepta's Insomnia album. I'm telling you, a certified lover boy would have been a 
five star classic. I'm telling you, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that's it with the production. Let's move on to features. Any features that stood out to anybody? Let's start with uh, with Reaper. What do you thought? Any features stood out to you? Nope. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, we've got. I'm gonna say uh, future on the. I'm too sexy for my. But uh, that's it, man. I mean, and that's just because you know him and future go way back and. Could you get anybody else on that? You know, it's like a tongue-in-cheek joke of a track, but it's actually kind of funny, but kind of hot, but kind of like, what? Could you get anybody besides Future on that track and get people to take it semi-seriously? I don't know if anyone comes to mind. So I'll say Future just for that, but uh, no, the rest of the features are meh. I feel you. I feel you. For me, man, let me just say Tim's. Again, I know it's Afro Beats, and I know everybody's like, this old dude don't like nothing. That, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, but Tim, man, and that Afro Beat, I thought that was a real standout for me. Uh, and I also thought Travis, Travis pushed uh, Drake on that, on that track he did for him. So those are the two that I would say have some relevance for me. Uh, Kev, what are your thoughts? I have three, and I'm going to start with my third favorite was Future. Future had like one or two, uh, the way too sexy one I did like. The second was the Yeba. Uh, I'm surprised he put her on here. It was, but but then I'm not surprised. So it it was a, it was it was an unexpected surprise. But my number one feature I liked is was Kid Cudi. I'm not a huge Kid Cudi fan. Kid Cudi's music normally puts me to sleep, but for some reason I enjoyed this song that he had with Drake and. You know, Drake, if Drake and Future, had, like 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 he was saying, Drake and Future has very good chemistry. I wonder if Drake and Kid Cudi could have the same type of chemistry where they could do something together. Because, like I said, Kid Cudi don't puts me to sleep. I can't I can't listen to it. You know, by the song three, I'm nodding, and by you know, and on this, I was like, dang, where's this guy been? So yeah, Kid Cudi was a huge surprise for me. But overall, I you know, I don't I don't know. For me, it just it really didn't seem like that was really a bad feature. I mean, like Ty Dolla Sign, I didn't care for that too much. But a second, majority of them I did kind of like though. Yeah, well, I, I, let me jump in with just seeing the one I didn't like the most. I thought that uh, Lil Wayne's uh, verse was incoherent. I, I didn't grasp it. It didn't go with the song. That's just my opinion. Not, I'm not dissing the man solely. I'm just saying that that particular verse, it seemed like he just came in the studio and, and said, let me just put something down, you know, because I thought for as little as I like Rick Ross, I thought that his verse was was legitimate. It was, uh, you know, what you would expect of his feature. But Lil Wayne's feature, I, I didn't I didn't get what he was saying. And maybe that's just me and my old ears, but I, I, I was not feeling it at all. So I, I throw my little two cents in there. I'm telling you, do not sleep on Rick Ross. Rick Ross has been on a good run the past three years. I'm telling you. Yeah, Rick Ross, I he, on, huh? I think you already peaked. Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, well, I'm not, I'm not saying that Rick Ross is a great talent, but Rick Ross puts out above average albums and he doesn't, he doesn't do bad on features. Like, if, if you got Rick Ross on the featured on your album, you're not going to say he had the worst verse. He had the worst verse on Kanye West Monster. Just yeah. throwing that out there. <laughs> and people just have a bad that people have a bad day. Like I'm saying, Lil Wayne had a bad day on this feature yeah. with Drake. Yeah. I'm saying, and 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 Reaper saying that you know that Ricky Rose had a bad feature on um, Monster. It it happens. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. Let's move into some real hate. And uh, what about the project just did not, wasn't there for you? And let's start off with uh, Kev. Kev, what did you not like about the project? The album cover. The album cover didn't give me an album vibe. The album cover gave me a mixtape vibe. Um, <laughs> I didn't, I mean, you know, I, I, get it. I get it. I get the theme of it. I get the point he was trying to make. Uh, I think it was funny, but 
I, I, I just see it as a mixtape more than an album. I feel like you could have put a little bit more into it. I think Certified Lover Boy could have been a themed album. You know, I, I kind of think back to that video uh, Drake had. It was, uh, I think it was Lala and Felicia Rashad was her mother or something. It was creative. To me, it was a very creative video. And I think he could have created some sort of concept and kind of did something like that with this album. Also, I feel like he he changed the album in some way. I don't think this is the album he was supposed to put out last year. And and I'm and my honest opinion is the 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 songs where he was kind of subliminally kind of getting at certain people, I feel like those came in within the last month or two because I you know, you know, we we people can say what they want, but these guys in the industry, people are leaking stuff all the time. Like, you know, Drake just leaked uh a Kanye song that we know that we know Kanye and that uh, Andre 3000 song wasn't together. We know those were two songs somebody put together and put a beat over and said, here you go, Drake, you know, Kanye's dissing you, Drake. So these guys, you know, people talk. People talk, the word gets out, you know. It ain't no, you know, unless you're in the industry, things come at you as a surprise. But if you're in, if you're deep into the industry, you hear about this stuff three four five six seven months ahead of time so i'm gonna you know just like just like i said before on the show that kanye was delaying donda because he knew drake was coming out and he wanted to compete with drake and i think that drake heard that kanye was delaying his album to compete with him so drake took either added some stuff or took some off he edited the album and i think him editing this album messed up the flow he could have had with it like you could t- like it, it, the stuff that the, like his his sound on this album, he would have probably had it the whole album, and it would probably worked to him, and people would have been more receptive to it. But you you got his sound, and then you throw on these these subliminal shots he's throwing. Then you kind of go back to the lover sound, and it's like oh, that's throwing these harder beats. It it was just I don't know. It it was it, the album was all over the place for me. But you should just left it alone. You could just left it alone. It would have been a lot better project. That's what's up, Kev. Appreciate that. I'm going to jump in with my two cents and say that I have four things that I thought was a problem. Number one, it was too long. <laughs> Number two, it was structured totally bad. It was very incoherent in the way it was structured. Number three, he turned this project in in January, like Kev said, and added to it and took away from the original project that he turned in in order to put out some silly subliminal disses instead of going at somebody's neck the way the king is supposed to. Jay-Z don't throw out subliminals. He knocks you out. (gasps) And that's what I'm talking about. Number four, this is not groundbreaking for all you stands. This is subpar. This is not a, a, a five micer. He's had five mics before, but this isn't one of them. And y'all got to get used to it. This was an average Drake album. And there you have it. We're going to let Reaper finish this one off while I cool down. <laughs> Reaper, your um, thoughts on the project. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm in agreement with uh, pretty much all that stuff, man. Like I said, it or like you said rather it it is too long and it's really a shame man because uh scorpion i mean we had the uh what was it called lane lane park demo last year but the last like album scorpion was also a double disc record just like this one and that one was too long you know and there's no double disc albums in the history of hip-hop worth listening to front to back i'll say it again just so it's on record this is included in that the kanye is included in that I wish the whole album wasn't the same tempo, and this speaks to hip hop as a large, as a at, at large right now. A lot of the trap sounds are repetitive for, you know, ten songs in a row. That that Migos record, Culture Part Three. The well, there's one song. There's one song. The the, the birthday song is is different, but that whole album is pretty much one song. Just that just plays for for you know ninety minutes or whatever it is. No and problem. um 
And uh, so I wish there was some variation. Um, I wish there was a bit clearer, because even like Scorpion was kind of muddy, but Nice For What was clearly the single. In My Feelings was clearly the single. You know, nonstop wasn't a single, but it was clearly a banger for the clubs, you know, stuff like that. Besides No Friends in the Industry, I don't think, or, or Way Too Sexy, I don't think there's a song that, this is clearly the song that represents this record. I don't think any of those songs are like that. It's just a lot of mid, a lot of sameness, a lot of sleepiness, a lot of the same beats, a lot of the, it's just a lot of the same. I feel you on that, uh, Reaper. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, we're going to finish this off on a positive note and we're going to give our takeaways on the actual project and how it, we feel it uh, impacts our thing we call hip hop. And is it a stream or no stream for the masses? Let's start it off with Reaper. What are your thoughts on the project and its impact on hip hop? And would you tell everybody, go yell to everyone, stream this joint? Oh, man. Well, you know what? I was, uh, I was thinking about this uh, the other day when you asked me to come, come on the show my overall thoughts on it. And you know what? Some of the, since it's really R&B based or focused influence, whatever you want to call it, some of the tracks sound better, you know, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, because I listened to the record again after I finished up one of my sets. So that sort of late night vibe, you know, you're on your way to Waffle House or whatever you do after the club, you know, you got on some chill vibes because you've been turning up at the club all night. And or, you know, you about to take a shower, you with a young lady, young man, whatever you're into, all that stuff. It sounds different when you're on that sort of late night tip, that late night creep versus if you're going to the club or if you go into the gym or if you're going to the subway or going to work. It, so maybe that's what it is. It's like mood music, maybe more than. <laughs> 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 okay okay yeah but uh as far as stream or not stream uh if i say the same thing uh i said for the kanye record man uh stream no friends in the industry uh stream way too sexy stream the one with project pat because shout out to project pat i should have said that on the on the features when you asked me but um stream the album as a whole i would say no nah, man skip it find something else to do uh, that's what's up. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. All right. Uh, for me, uh, I, I, I think I think this was not impactful for the culture. I think this was just Drake getting another bag as usual. You know, I, I, I didn't I don't I didn't think that he put and I know he's had a lot of stuff going on over the last two years with the pandemic and a broken ankle or twisted ankle or something I was reading about. And, uh, you know, we raising his son. He got a lot going on. And he had COVID. Yeah, and he had COVID. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm, uh, hey, yeah. everybody yeah. has, <laughs> you know, everybody has an average project and this is his. The problem is the stands of the world out here making it seem like because there's this beef between he and Kanye that this was everything. And that's what's wrong with our, our culture right now. Why can't these two projects be looked at as what they are? One is from an older artist who was trying to change his destiny. The other one was from a younger artist that was sticking to status quo. That's what they are. It's nothing more than that. Yeah. It's not a beef between two giants because actually one is not a giant. <laughs> Drake is sitting on top of this hill by himself in the public's eye. That's just is what it is. Kanye had his day. Drake has his day. Let it be what it is. As far as streaming this particular project, I'm with Reaper. Stream the hot joints, and definitely now that he brought that up, and I and, and the 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 Project Pat uh song and uh, Twenty One Savage song got in my head again. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a pretty nice feature because I'm a big fan of Project Pat. So that's definitely good looking on that one, Reaper. And uh, yeah, just listen to the ones that the those don't listen to everything on Billboard. There's like five hot songs on the whole track on the whole project. That's it. Don't listen to nothing else. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into it with Kev, our anchorman. Kev, your thoughts on the impact of Certified Lover Boy. And is this a stream project? Do we run out and tell everybody to stream this whole project? First of all, I, I want to thank our guests again for coming on and gracing us with his presence. 
And I wanted I want to also thank him for reminding me that Project Pat was on this album. I'm a huge fan, and I did like his feature. Um, I think you know I kind of woke up today and I saw all the new music today, and I forgot about everything else that was released in the past couple of days. So I've kind of been I've been listening to AZ's new album all day, and that's all that's all that's in my mind. So I didn't forgot about I'm I'm, I'm kind of over both of those. But at the same time, I would say that hip hop should be in a good place right now, but it's really not because there is no way that Kanye West and Drake should be commanding, demanding and locking down all this attention for two albums that weren't not that good. But in today's landscape of where we at, they both have four star albums compared to a lot of the other mainstream stuff. If you know, if you, if you're a big fan of Drake, this is a stream for you. If you want to hear a little something different from Drake, this is a stream because even though songs he added, he kind of threw shots at Kanye. It was it was a different look for him because we haven't seen Drake really really rap in a while. I mean, not not just not on no "I love you, girl" or, or "You broke my heart" type stuff. He was like. I don't like you, you you garbage, you this, you this. I mean, he really was he really was getting at people. And I was just like, man, this is this is a different Drake. Like we haven't seen this guy in ever, if ever. I you know, up until this morning, this was a good this was a four star for me. And it was and I was like, like you know, I was taking bits and pieces off and listening to them throughout the week. But um, I mean, truthfully, they're not really great albums. I mean, it's not really a great album, but it's it's better than a lot of the mainstream stuff out today. So if you kind of into the mainstream stuff, go ahead and stream this. All right. That's what's up, uh, Kev. We really appreciate that. Uh, we just like to thank our guest, DJ Reaper, for him uh, giving us his time and his wealth of knowledge. And we hope hey, man, that- drop your social, man, so people can hit you yeah. up and follow you mm-hmm. and all that. <laughs> all right, for sure, man. You can find me at uh, the three one three kid on all platforms, man. Instagram, Twitter, Mixcloud. If you're into DJ mixes, that's uh, T H E number three one three K I D. And uh, yeah. Oh man, super appreciate that. We hope to have you back on the show. It was uh, uh, for me, it was as in, uh, enjoyable as I knew it would be with uh, the, the wealth of knowledge amongst the the voices on the airways right now. I'd like to thank the uh, listeners for their time, for uh, listening to our podcast. I'd like to let you know you can contact us with any questions. Uh, We're also looking for guests to come on the show at underagroovenetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's underagroove, G-R-O-O-V-E, network.com. That's our production company. Kev, tell them where they can find us on social media. On our Twitter, it's Mixed Era Rap. And our Instagram is Mixed Era Rap Pod. All right. We really appreciate that, Kev. Just like to say, we out of here. Peace.